Welcome to your best bets. Guys, we are here finally to Masters Week. It's a full circle moment for this podcast, Your Best Bet. We started this podcast November 2020 with the 2020 Masters, and now we are here at the 2021 Masters. Um, And uh, two contributors to the show, and I need to thank them also for their constant golf contributions. A little bit of football, a little bit of basketball here and there, but uh, mainly for for making this a a really solid golf podcast, I think so, at least in my mind, Uh, you know, throw away some horrible picks here and there. Uh, But uh, Mark Beneke is with us. Mark, how's it going tonight? Doing great, Phil. Happy to be back on and uh, pretty um, fired up about your commitment being on spring break, I hear. Still doing the show, so ready to go. That's right. Yeah, I, I, I'm live from uh, North Captiva Island in Florida, and uh, it's it's wonderful here. But uh, yeah, the, the Internet is a little little iffy this this remote, but uh, we're, we're going to make it work. Uh, also with us is the uh, one of the another consistent contributor, uh, Johnny Strouser. Johnny, we uh, we're celebrating speed tonight, aren't we? We are celebrating Spieth, and I'm glad to be on and, and uh, seeing how this podcast has taken off. And we've had uh, actually a lot of good picks so, so far, and this is literally the best week of the year. Um, I cannot wait. I mean, we, we just had a Masters not too long ago, and this is the normal springtime date, and I am as excited as can be for this week. Yeah, this is, uh, this is a great week. We're recording this right before the national championship game. Uh, so we can we can get this in and, and, and watch that game. I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, probably can't measure up to what we saw the other night on Saturday night with, with UCLA falling short to Gonzaga, but I think it's going to be a good one. So uh, on this podcast, I think we've probably talked about Jordan Spieth and uh, Rory McIlroy probably more than any other players uh, that I can think of. Um, and uh, Spieth we've been talking about since Phoenix, um, that's when he first flashed, and you know we we wondered if if it was a flash in the pan, was it going to hold up? It, it continued to hold up. It continued, and for me, it really when he when he continued at the contended at the Arnold Palmer, where you really got to hit the ball well and you can't you can't fake it around there. I thought, okay, this this guy he's got something, and uh, it's continued into finally a victory, the first time in three and a half years. Um, Spieth with his 12th career win, win and uh, it's, it's been an amazing road back. And uh, I texted Johnny today that I think, or yesterday, that this guy was 100 to 1 in some fields in January. And now we're looking at him as basically a co favorite for the Masters. Mark, thoughts on Spieth? It was great to watch. Um, I think, you know, Saturday at TPC Scottsdale, obviously, that's kind of when the magic was. Uh, sort of kicked back up again. And and ever since that day, it looks like this guy is playing with a lot of confidence. You know, I recall maybe the last time I was on the show with, with you and Johnny, we had talked about uh, who was going to win first between Spieth and Finau. And we all were sort of under the impression that it was going to be Jordan Spieth just because 
you know, the guy's been there before. Um, I, I think that it was just really neat to watch and it was great to see how well Jordan Spieth played down the stretch. Uh, Charlie Hoffman definitely did not uh, give it to him by any stretch. Hoffman played a great round. There was, uh, you know, some great up and down Sunday afternoon. Obviously, Spieth missed the first few fairways Sunday, had a little bit of a two-way miss going, and then when he needed it the most, he he hit just drive after drive. He, he had the driver working, and uh, it was great to see. Um, you know, I, I, I think him and Michael Greller, obviously, it's well-documented, their relationship, but it kind of feels like old times with, with Spieth back in the winner's circle, uh, you know, and kind of kind of swagging around the golf course for lack of a better term. Uh, so it was great. And, uh, you know, I think I think we learned a little bit something about Matt Wallace as well. Um, you know, Lucas Glover played played a fantastic round Sunday afternoon, but uh, it was obviously the whole day was about Jordan Spieth and rightfully so. I'll be interested to what to hear what you heard about Matt Wallace. Other than that, he hates caddies and he's uh, he's looking to berate anyone on the golf course. Um, uh, Johnny uh, Spieth, um, you know, for me at least, when when I think back, I think he was his run from 2014 through 17 or even 2018 was um, now we look back a little unfairly and people, you know, thought maybe it was lucky or he had good fortune, but uh, he had, it was just amazing. He uh, to green and uh, he got better and better. I think 2017, he led, he led the tour in strokes gains approach. Uh, we know about his putting. So I think that run got uh, looked at a little bit too unfairly. And now it feels like this is, He's coming back, and this is just the start. Uh, what do you think? I think it is. I mean, a lot of it is going to be that confidence, and he, he seems to always talk positively enough. But, um, you know, the results just weren't there just because, I mean, he was as lost as anybody um, on, you know, uh, on, on the, uh, the tee and, and even with his irons as well. Um, but he, you know, he stuck with it. He knew the plan, but, uh, you know, he, he was able to, to, to work it back and he's, you know, he, he slowly just impatiently worked it back ever since, uh, about mid February here. And it, it was going to come, it looked, it was like, it was going to come. We talked about it on the podcast that it was going to come. And I, I think, I mean, truthfully, I thought that it would be the masters or a little bit later when he ended up winning again. So, you know, he's, he's kind of a little bit ahead of what I expected as far as um, him winning and, and uh, you know, his, his schedule of, of be- becoming a, a top player once again. Uh, we talked about this after the Phoenix tournament <clears throat> and the, the, the back nine on that Saturday was one of the most uh, a fun Saturdays that I can remember. And we mentioned it, it's because Spieth is such a lightning rod in the sport. Um, I think he's gained a lot of fans with the way he's grinded things out the last couple of years, um, really fought his golf swing and now feels like at a place where he's figured a lot out, but he, he, we talked about his relatability and how he's easy to root for. Uh, Mark, what is it about watching Spieth for you that, makes you get behind him and, and you want to see him succeed. Yeah. I think, I think for me, the one thing that's always drawn me to him is just his candor on the golf course. And I think in this day and age, you know, so many of these young American players, obviously getting better as of late, but so many of these 
young American players are, are sort of cookie cutter types. You know, they're it's it's sort of been drilled into all these players that you know show no emotion and you know keep it as even keeled as possible. I love the candor that you get from Jordan Spieth. I think you know it it, it helps. Um, I would say a more casual golf fan from what he did at 16 years old, you know, making the cut at, at the Byron Nelson, I believe. Um, so, I mean, he's been in the public eye for so long, but for me personally, Phil, it's, I was watching uh, live from a few minutes ago and they were talking about uh, on Sunday, uh, Jordan Spieth hit a shot and he, he kind of sort of came out of it. And he said to Michael Greller, he said, it was a bad club pull. I'm not, in uh i don't have complete control of my golf ball to hit that club or something to the to that effect and i think for me it's just it's just how relatable he is um you know i understand everybody plays plays the game different and uh as far as showing emotion but but i really like the fact that he allows viewers and and golf fans to sort of get in get into his head and, and try and figure out what's going on i think he's so uh transparent with the media, you know, and he, I think he tells you how he's feeling and, you know, it's, it's refreshing because for, you know, my favorite player who I've rooted for forever, he won't give you two words in the media. I think we all know who we're, we're talking about there. So for me, it's, for me, it's, as, it's just his candor. Um, this is obviously a perfect convergence of uh, speed playing well, uh, trending in the right direction. And at a tournament, he's got a great history with, uh, affinity with, probably should have two masters. He has one. Um, Johnny and I were lucky enough to grab him at uh, plus 4,000 uh, during the during the Phoenix Saturday run. And uh, it felt foolishly, uh, a foolish bet maybe at the time. And I think it was wishful thinking, but it actually turned out to be a great bet. Uh, so we're both holding a plus 4,000 ticket on Spieth. And he is now, we'll talk about the odds in a little bit, but he's, he's right down there. Um, uh, one thing that I was reading, uh, Justin Ray, um, you know, stats guru, um, you know, amazing analytics. Um, this was the best week of Spieth's career, Tita Green. Um, I, I think he gained uh, 12.89 strokes, Tita Green. That's the most of, at least the most of any of his 12 wins. Um Johnny, thoughts on on Spieth as far as as the Masters goes this week? Um, you know, we could we could talk about Spieth for the next thirty minutes if we wanted to, I'm sure. But uh, this just feels like a perfect convergence of form and history at a great course for him. Yeah, I, I mean, I would agree with that. And and for the the people who've never really bet the Masters, um, one thing that you've got to know is generally you throw out the 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 uh the strokes gain numbers i mean you 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 want to look at who's playing well but augusta national has always favored guys who have played well there i mean it's just it's one of those things that you know when 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 these players get a little bit of that comfort level and they've had success at this golf course they they can seem to play pretty well even during jordan's um you know down years i think he played pretty well at a couple of the events there and, and, uh, you know, made, made some, some runs at least com compared to what he had played before, but, you know, him, you know, winning there and then having a whole bunch of success, um, at this golf course, it really, really sets up well for him. 
Um, even at the, the numbers that we're looking at is probably still got some good value just because you, you want guys with good course history at, at Augusta national. And, and he's got as good of course history as I think anybody in the field. So I, I do like him and this, you know, and the fact that he, he hit the ball so extremely well, um, you know, better than he ever has in any other event, basically here at the Texas open. I mean, that's, that's kind of the perfect trending recipe for, uh, for some success here um, in the 2021 Masters. It feels like uh, like we're talking about like the 2017 Masters with Spieth and Spieth and Charlie Hoffman in the mix. Uh, uh, we know Charlie Hoffman's a quick starter yeah. up in the Masters traditionally. Um, uh, last takeaway from the Valero Texas Open. Uh, if listen, I, guys, I saw one hole of the tournament. It was the last hole, and it made me it made me really nervous watching Spieth decide whether he's going to go for the green or lay up. And uh, to me, that's like the definition of Spieth. It's 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 a roller coaster at times. You know, you're really not sure what you're going to get. There's the back and forth with Greller uh, every shot and. Uh, an exhaustive fashion and uh, made me tired just watching that one hole, but I was glad to see him get it done. But anything else from the Texas open Mark, you want to, you want to throw in your Matt Wallace tidbit here? <laughs> well, I, I don't have a whole lot to add on Matt Wallace other than he was very irritated with spectators. <laughs> I think playing, playing in, uh, in Jordan Spieth's backyard there, he was, it was well-documented on the telecast early in the day, Sunday that, uh, you know, Spieth would putt out and everybody would move. Uh, so, no, I, I don't really have a strong Matt Wallace take other than <laughs> Vern Lundquist. A couple years back at Augusta, 16th hole Wallace makes it and Vern says, here's Mike Wallace, you know, so. Mike Wallace. I, I, I remember that so vividly, yes. <laughs> um, no, I think, I think my one takeaway from uh, the Texas Open, the 18th hole, what a great finishing hole, I think. I think we, we saw Phil make 10 there on Thursday, uh, a hole that drastically, I mean, like, like so many, but, but it can play completely different based on wind direction. But I think with the Creek that sort of, you know, wiggles its way up there through the green, I, I, I think it's a great finishing hole. Um, some good par threes coming down the stretch there, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's, I, I, I think, I think speed dominated the day and, and to take anything else away from that, uh, I think you'd have to be searching. Yeah, I agree with you. I was going to be, I, I, I was traveling Friday and I saw Tringali was leading and then he got out to a decent lead Saturday and I've been talking him up for four weeks. So I was going to be a little, little ticked if I missed the boat on, on that one, but uh, he came, he came back as, as he always does. Cause he's Cameron Tringali. Uh, Johnny, any final thoughts on, on this tournament and we can, we can put it to bed. Not, not really anything what, what Mark added. I mean, it was, you know, it was, it was a spe the speed show there and, you know, he hit, he hit the ball good. He had to hit the ball good at that golf course. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see how these guys um, can take that uh, importance on hitting, you know, hitting quality iron shots and taking it to Augusta. But I didn't, I didn't bet too much on it. Um, was getting, saving all my money for, for this week. And I'm ready to talk about, uh, talk about the masters this year. Yeah, so we, we we finally get the traditional masters that you know we we did not get last year. Uh, so five months ago, we we 
we held a very soft and uh, I guess more scorable course uh, in in mid November with uh, with Dustin Johnson setting the, the record uh, the tournament record, Cameron Smith shooting four rounds in the sixties. Um, so I'm hopeful we're going to see a firmer course, you know, returning to this time of year. Um, and uh, it's 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 all setting up for a great tournament because we, we got the speed storyline, which is going to dominate the week. Clearly we have uh, Dustin trying to win two masters in a, a, a uh, I guess a six month span. Um, Rory's still certain searching for the grand slam, even though he's completely off the radar this week, Bryson coming back with um, his, you know, you know, overpowering game. Um, Rom just had a kid over the weekend um, guys like Cantlay on the surface, uh, looking for their first major. Uh, JT is is coming off a big players win, so there's a ton of storylines. Mark, what what's a what's one thing you're looking at besides the Spieth storyline? Phil, I think I think it it starts and ends uh, with Bryson DeChambeau this week. I saw him just taking some ferocious cuts at it on the range. Uh, VJ Singh stopped by and he was watching and it literally looked like a long drive champion. I mean, he is going at it that hard right now. Um, you know, I think, I think it was a little bit, obviously he, he dominated every headline leading into the November masters. Um, and I think he ended up finishing T 33 or whatever he did never really factored. But for me, that's where it is. I, I think another storyline, um, that's going to play out here as we, as we get towards Thursday is Brooks Kepka. How does the right knee hold up? Mm. Um, you know, I think he shocked a lot of people, uh, you know, after he pulled out of the players and he, and he hasn't played since, uh, and maybe you would know better, but I don't think he has, he teed it up since Phoenix, uh, when he won, obviously we can kind of talk on that, but I think, I think it'll be interesting to see how Brooks Kepka holds up. If his knee, uh, is ready to go, obviously it's the trail knee, um, so, you know, he's not making a super aggressive move into his right knee, but with a lot of the uneven lies at Augusta national to be interesting, especially if he works his way into contention, you know, throughout the week, uh, I think you're going to be hearing that more and more, uh, just how, how he is holding up. But those are the things I'm keeping my eye on, um, you know, as we get, as we get closer and closer to, to game time. I'm glad you brought up the Kepka thing because Johnny and I, we already left him off the Ryder Cup team uh, last week when we did the pod, uh, thinking he was going to be out for the rest of the season. And uh, in typical Brooks fashion, here he is. Um, and, and if, you know, putting tweets out and, you know, Jordan memes, the whole thing, the typical Brooks Kepka show. Um, definitely a shocker that he's playing. Glad to see him playing. And, uh, you know, who knows what will happen with him. Johnny, what are you looking at as far as as, as storylines for the week besides, of course, the obvious speed factor? Well, I mean, we're, I am curious to see how DJ will defend. Um, he's a guy who, you know, I don't really expect him to win because winning two green jackets in a row is is what it is, but, you know, pretty would be pretty historic. But to see, you know, he's the type of guy who could do that. Um, Bryson obviously is going to be fascinating because the golf course is going to play firm and fast. And I've, uh, I've read a few tweets here and there that the golf course is already playing pretty quick. I know for the Augusta national women's am, um, it was, uh, it was pretty firm out there. Um, so that'll be interesting. 
I am curious about John Rahm after um, having the, the child over the weekend now that he can, he, he's got, you know, no longer has that as a focus as w- whether he's got to miss the event or not. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of interesting um, situations here with these play with these great players here that are, you know, they're, they're kind of getting their games rounded and playing pretty well coming in to the Masters. So it'll be interesting to see if one of these top, you know, five, ten guys can uh, win the event or, or if there's going to be a guy that's, uh, you know, hot from a little bit lower that maybe has got some further odds and, and you know, sneaks in there and gets a win. But regardless, it's going to have enough people that are going to uh, – enough of these guys that are going to be going going all out at it and should be a pretty remarkable event, I think, uh, any way you look at it. What's the uh, – for you guys, since, I mean, I think we can all agree this is our um, – uh, one of our favorite tournaments, maybe each of our favorite tournaments. Um, what's the dream scenario on Sunday for, for you guys? What, I mean, if you could pick it out, what do you want to see going, you know, who's, who's the players going into the back nine um, to make it your dream scenario? I mean, if I, it, you know, in the, in the absolute dream scenario, I'm going to kind of echo off of what Mark said. I think Rory McIlroy having a chance after kind of the, what he's been through and then now seeing Spieth, coming back is, is, you know, these big guys in contention, give me, give me McElroy, give me Spieth. Um, you know, then you've got the, the, the heel in, in uh, Pat Reed that's contending that everybody doesn't want. And you've got guys like Thomas and DeChambeau um, and Rom, you know, just kind of making their way up the board or, or making birdies here and there and, and all kind of contending. But, you know, I, I really hope at some point Rory, can uh, can win the career grand slam and I hope he wins it sooner rather than later. And I don't know if it's going to be this week type of thing, but uh, you know, it'd be nice to see him with a chance, um, you know, coming in here on Sunday to, to end up winning it. Uh, for Rory, it's uh, in a way, if he wasn't playing so bad the last couple months, in a way it's, it's the best case scenario where, uh, a lot of the spotlight are on other top players and he can be under the radar. Mark, unfortunately I got cut off and um, your, your answer wouldn't have made it unless I ask you again, what, what was your, what was your dream scenario? I'm sorry. The, the, the dream scenario is McElroy Spieth. Uh, I, I think that would be so okay. interesting to watch. I think that, and maybe who knows, maybe, maybe Rory's seeing Jordan Spieth. I don't think Rory's, um, you know, could, could he draw some confidence from that? You hear so often, um, you know, amongst, amongst players on tour is sometimes getting out of a slump. It's, it's just as simple as reminding themselves, you know, that they can do this. So, so perhaps Jordan Spieth inspired Rory. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think, um, you know, he's going to get a small play out of me just because I think you'd be foolish not to, uh, you know, if he's coming down the stretch and, and he's got a couple shot lead, you're, you're going to want to have that ticket sitting in your pocket but for me the dream scenario would be Spieth McElroy I would love that too um I I think I think for all of us it sounds like Spieth is a part of it for me it's Spieth and Bryson I think that's the perfect um you know wrestling scenario the first perfect WWE good guy versus the villain uh you know we talk about the heel Bryson's the heel completely and Spieth's the like you know he's He's the knight in shining armor. He's he just won. Um, the fans are going to be behind him. Um, 
you know, Bryson gives us all the content, but, but Spieth's still, still the good guy. He's been answering all the hard questions for the last, you know, three, four years. And, uh, I want to see Spieth Bryson down the back nine on Sunday, um, you know, throwing a couple of these other guys as, as supporting players. That's what I want to see. Um, real quick before we get to the odds and break down some of these guys, um, what's the best hole in the back nine coming, coming down the stretch Sunday? What's what, I mean, what's the best hole and what's the most underrated hole, Johnny? Oh man. Best, best hole on the back nine. I only asked about Ugh. the back nine because every, I feel like everyone knows every hole in the back nine. I mean, uh, we all know every, yeah, everybody knows on, on the whole course, but even a casual fan might know every hole in the back nine. I mean, and it's kind of an underrated one. Um, for hole 14, the, the par four there without, without the bunkers there. And that green is crazy because it's got that, uh, that, that huge tier that's in the front there. And I mean, if you, if you lose it short or spin it off the green, then you're going to have, uh, you're going to struggle to two putt. Um, they've got the quadrants um, that the ball will funnel to. And sometimes they'll put the, uh, put the pin in on Sunday in a position where the ball can, can funnel in. And then you've got basically a kick and birdie. And so, sometimes it's not, but that one right there, I think, it is one that the guys have to birdie because you look at 13 there, you know, you got to make birdie or Eagle there 15. You've got to make big birdie 16. If they put the pin in the back left, you know, you, you've got to make birdie, but 14 is one that, uh, um, I, and I don't know the record behind it or any of the numbers, but I got to think that on Sundays guys who can make birdie on that hole, um, you could generally pick up a half shot on the field and, and if you're coming down the stretch there, you can usually – that's one of the holes where you can get to, but you can also not get to, and I think it makes it uh, uh, pretty interesting there. Um, maybe that's also the most underrated one as well, just because of that. Um, I mean, the, the entire back nine is, is really good, and then they can change the golf course up completely based on where the pins are and everything like that. But that's one I've always liked to see once the leaders get there because – uh, the tee shot's not the easiest, and then the approach shot is always interesting because that green is is, is so wild. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say kind of both. It's it's the best one and it's the uh, the most underrated one. Uh, I, I I'll get to your answer in a second, Mark. I uh, for me, I think the best sure. holes eleven. Um, I love eleven. I think the the approach shot in eleven is uh, you know so much pressure. Um, obviously with the fear of going left, but the bailout right is a nightmare to get up and down. Um, I wish that hole was later in the back nine. I wish I could flip it with 17 because 17 just doesn't do a lot for me. Um, I kind of just kind of just blah. I would say of every hole in the back nine, that's the one. And it's probably the one, it's, it's probably what Mark's going to say that is his favorite hole. I, I know it's coming. Um, uh, but, or, 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 I mean, Matt, can you imagine if 13, was was in position as a 17th hole i mean that would be that would be some sick drama to have that whole position later in the back nine mm -hmm. where you can make eagle quite easily um so i think 11 is the best hole um i, I think 13 is underrated just because uh especially now if you get a guy that can really play a big draw like bryson can and get down there where he can have nine iron in um it makes it really compelling um mark tell me tell me 17's your answer so 
let let me hold off on on Nandina or Nandina if it's pronounced uh, number seventeen. Just just hold off there for a second. My favorite hole. I am going to agree with you uh, on number eleven. I think. Look, the par fives are great. Everybody knows ten and twelve. Of course, uh, the eighteenth hole is, is the is the final hole. Um, some hard hitting insight there, but uh, no, I think number eleven, and, and for the exact reason that you said, since they. Uh, move the tee back a little bit. This thing can play uh, what close to 500 yards. And, and again, it's it's a tee shot that if you if the guys lose it a little bit right uh, to play away from from the the trouble on the left side, I think you're going to be in the pine straw, and it's no no guarantee to get through. Um, and then the the approach shot that plays down the hill to the pond with the the setting Ray's Creek in the background, the 12th green. I, I for me. The 11th hole is my favorite. And uh, oddly enough, I think the 17th is my most underrated hole on the back nine. Um, I think that, again, there there is a, um, like so many, as Johnny alluded to, the quadrants in the greens. But, uh, of course it is. <laughs> I, I think I think it's a tight tee shot. And, and look, when you're coming down, down the stretch, I mean, realistically, if you hit it left on 18 uh, – if you reach the bunker, so be it. But, but a lot of the guys, if you're in contention with a couple shot lead, you might not even hit driver there. I think 17, you got to put the ball in the fairway. And if you recall when Pat Reed won, uh, whenever it was, he had a fantastic up and down on number 17. I think there's enough going on in that green that, you know, sometimes I think it just kind of gets lost in, in all of the fantastic holes on the back nine, but it's definitely not a pushover and, you know, one that, that, you know, not in recent memory, but it, it can decide the championship. Uh, I, I feel like no matter what hole I was going to say as, as the most <laughs> overrated hole, you were going to say that was either the best hole or most underrated. You were just waiting for me. I think I'm pretty sure. Um well, regardless, nah. regardless, I think there's some good takes there, um, um, and that's that's the fun part about the Masters is that you just you know all the holes, you know all the spots, you know all the good misses, the bad misses, where to putt from on each hole. That's what's so fun about watching that because you've you've seen you've seen every uh, what you feel like every situation, and guys our age, we've seen thirty of these now, and uh, we can really rely on our what, what feels like our, our knowledge of the course, even as a, as a, a, just a fan and not being there. Um, so definitely one of the exciting parts about the masters, let's get into the odds and talk about who may win this tournament and, uh, grab the first major 21. Um, so there's, there's a separation of the, the top five players in the odds DJ at plus nine fifty. This is on DraftKings Sportsbook, of course, Bryson at eleven fifty, speed at eleven fifty, Ram at twelve fifty. And JT at twelve fifty. Um, it's a tough one, guys, because like I said, Spieth has just rocketed up the board the last month, and uh, even even before winning, he was in the plus sixteen hundred range. DJ has not played great the last two or three tournaments, and actually, maybe even a little bit farther than that. Um, and uh, but Bryson, JT have won recently. Rom has has not, but. Um, who are we thinking from the top five that, that you would be willing to take a shot on Mark? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, 
I'm going to take stabs at both uh, DeChambeau and Jordan Spieth. I think Jordan Spieth, you know, a lot of the guys that I've been talking to, we've, we we were talking whether or not it was a good thing he won last week. And, and I'm from the school of thought that I, I think it's a great thing. I think, in fact, it it gets him uh, – not that he was ever uncomfortable being in, in that position or in the spotlight, but I think it's great uh, – so recent that that he's kind of felt that that championship pressure coming down the stretch um you know two times since 1960 has as a guy won the week before with with sandy lyle in 88 and then phil in, in 2006 of course so uh i th- i think jordan winning the texas open uh is going to do wonders for his confidence um and you know maybe free him up in the sense that he doesn't have to play perfect golf uh, and, and his game is still good enough to get it get it around there. So uh, they're in the top five. I'm, I'm looking at Bryson and, and Jordan Spieth. Still have some questions about Bryson as far as, uh, you know, notoriously this is this is a place where second shot golf course, uh, guy that, that hits his irons well usually wins or contends. And, um, you know, it's just we haven't seen that a lot. I know, I know we saw some good play at the, the API, but – uh, really struggled with that in November. Um, Johnny, you high on Bryson this week, or you you fading him? Well, I don't want to be high on Bryson this week, but I I feel after what I saw at Wingfoot um, back in October it, or September, it is hard to not bet him for any major championship. I, I totally agree with the logic that yeah, it is a second shot type golf course and he hasn't he doesn't normally excel at that and and the play isn't dominant like uh like it can be but man it is so hard to not want to throw some money on him and i'll be betting him in some capacity um probably probably to win just because i mean he he's gonna figure out a way if he's just playing okay he could definitely contend and get get his name up there and somewhere in the top five, top 10 uh, by Sonny to have a chance. Last year, I was a little bit shocked that uh, he did struggle as much as he did. Um, but I, the golf course is going to be playing, like I said, firmer, a little bit faster than it did in November. And I, and I think that's going to help him off the tee. And that's why, you know, him taking these mighty lashes on the driving range. Um, you know, I think he's going to try to get the ball as close as he can and, see if his, uh, if his short irons will work, but um, I'm, I'm looking, I like him and I do like what Mark said about Jordan Spieth. Um, he's going to ride that. Um, normally it's pretty tough to, to bet uh, guys to win back-to-back events and back in consecutive weeks, but this is a guy who could do it. And it's at Augusta national, like you said, where he played well. And the other guy out of that top five is I do like John Rahm. Um, there could be a little bit of rust here and there. You don't know how much he actually played in practice, but I think he's going to be playing um, pretty carefree. And, um, you know, after, after his wife had their, their child. And I think that, uh, you know, it could, it could, you know, somehow the cards will work out to where he'll be, he'll be in contention come Sunday. And Phil really quick, if you don't mind me jumping in, I just kind of want to, elaborate a little bit as Johnny mentioned on Bryson I think you know we yeah you're right obviously this is a second shot golf course but I think this year uh you know seeing the golf course in November and it was slower and it was damp I think 
uh, Bryson is going to be able to hit it so far that he's going to have literally wedges. I mean, obviously this isn't, this isn't a hot take, but, but the firmer this place gets and whether or not, I, I don't think they're going to get any rain throughout the week. So I, I think it'll definitely be a wide open field and, and we'll probably get there later as we get deeper into the board. But I think, I think just allowing Bryson to, to hit these bomb drives and then throw wedges into these greens from, uh, you know, I, I think he's going to be able to control uh, some of this because we, we do know it's going to play firm and it's going to be crusty. And uh, I just think that the number, the sheer number of wedges he's going to hit in um, is, is, is going to be, uh, it's sort of boding well for him. Yeah. You, you... Yeah, I mean, there's some good points there. Uh, Bryson is, uh, I mean, the distance with a playing firm and fast, you're right, tons of wedges in. Even with mediocre wedges, he's still going to have a lot of uh, 15, you know, 12, 15 footers, and he is a good putter. Um, guys, I'm I'm looking at the guy that just uh, a, a, few, a few weeks ago um, just took down a firm and fast golf course on the weekend. Um, a guy that statistically rates out very well for this golf course. Um, great iron player, third in approach in this field in the last 24 rounds. It's the players champion, my guy, Justin Thomas. Um, Justin Thomas is going to win a Masters uh, at some point down the road. Why not this year? Um, I love the way he came back in the players. Um, I just love his moxie. I love his attitude. Um, 1250 is a little short, obviously, but um, uh, we always question his putting. I know Johnny's got some, some questions about his putting, but he's, uh, he was really driving really erratically uh, not that long ago. He, he really corrected that. The players hit some really clutch drives. We know how good his iron play, in, play is, and uh, he can really get up and down which is a key here. So the question is, can he, can he make the six, eight foot par putts, keep the, keep rounds going? Um, you know, those key saves. Um, I'll be putting money into Justin Thomas real quick. Yes or no. Does uh, DJ and uh, yes or no on, uh, on plus nine fifty? No, no. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, uh, it's just unlikely he wins back-to-back masters. It's really hard to defend, especially in short, such a short time span. And the, uh, the recent play doesn't support it. Um, <clears throat> the next group, Mark's already mentioned Rory quite a bit. He's coming in at plus 1900. Cantley at plus 2000. That's one guy I've already bet. Uh, Pat Cantley, I will continue to do so. Uh, Xander at plus 26, Brooks 28 and Morikawa at 3150. Um, yeah, Morikawa is obviously an interesting guy with with how well he played at the WGC at the concession. Um, you know, just really dialed in his iron play that week. Um, you know, obviously there's some carryover or, or overlap with with how key irons are at Augusta. Um, anybody have any thoughts on Morikawa? Or is this just too soon to win two majors, Johnny? I think it's a little bit too soon. I mean, I could see him playing well, but, um, you know, you got to kind of learn, learn Augusta national. I know he's, I know he's played the event, but it generally takes 
um, a few go arounds to, uh, you know, to get comfortable with it and everything. And, and this, I know he's been putting better, but these are greens unlike any other greens. So, you know, it, you got to have that local knowledge and that's what uh, the benefit of, of guys like Jordan Spieth and, and, and other and tiger forever that they played this golf course so many times that they know the secrets of the breaks and exactly how it plays. And, and I, I just, the, the number isn't bad, but I think the number is pretty fair. Plus 3150. Um, I'm not going to bet him to win, but I could see him as good of an iron player as he is being pretty good at this event most of the time. And I can see him playing well and, and uh, you know, having a high finish, but I don't feel comfortable really uh, uh, betting him to win for this week. He did lose um, three shots uh, with the putter at the players his last tournament. Um, so that's obviously concerning. And we know how well he, he putted at, at the concession, but uh, I would agree Morikawa just seems a little bit, um, not the perfect fit with with the I guess the short game um, missing greens. I don't I don't trust him a ton as much as some of the other guys to get up and down when he needs to. Mark with that group, you already talked about Rory. You already mentioned betting him. Um, what about Brooks? Do we do we think he has any chance to contend in this tournament with one good leg? And we don't even know what's going on with the with the other knee. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I, I don't, I, I don't think I'm going to uh, give give Brooks any action this week, and it's crazy to say that, you know, given given his past performance in the major championships. I mean, this guy is the the ultimate. Uh, I, I think he sort of coined the the phrase. He's the big the the first big game hunter. Um, you know, I, I just think there's too many questions, um, too many questions on the knee uh, in, in that in that group there, I think Xander Schauffele is, you know, people are fairly quiet on Xander. Xander, this will be his fourth appearance. He's made the cut in his first three, obviously runner up in, in 19. So I think Xander is, uh, you know, sort of learned. I mean, he's, he's got the knowledge of the place. Granted, one of the starts was, was at an Augusta national that we might not ever see again in November, but uh, looking at what he did in, in 19 closing with 68, uh, that really threatened Tiger, um, the back nine there. I think Xander's a guy that hits it good enough. He's such a great ball striker, um, a fantastic iron player, uh, and has proven in the past that he knows these greens. He knows how to, how to roll it. And uh, so I, I think Xander, Xander looks good there. As you mentioned, Phil, um, going off at plus 2,600. I think there's enough value there. Um, and it'll be interesting to watch his odds as we as we get closer. But but Shoffley's my play there from that second tier. Johnny, anyone anyone for you in that group that that we just discussed? Um, I, you know i I don't mind Shoffley. He seems like he should win. Um, I'm going to bet Pat, Pat Cantley. Um, I think uh, uh, plus twenty fifty there. That's that's pretty good odds for him. Um, I think it's pretty fair. I, he's going to win. He's going to win a major. He's going to win probably a couple majors at some point. He pl- he should play the golf course really, really well. Um, I, I, I'd feel comfortable with that. Um, the rest, though, I mean, Brooks, if, if you could throw, I mean, plus 2,800, you could throw a little bit, you know, throw peanuts on him 
and and maybe you know maybe he he somehow does it but it's a hilly golf course this could be a tough one for him to walk and for him to get around uh for 72 holes and not um you know not feel the, feel the effects in his knee i mean that's going to be tough for him to to do that so if anybody it's can't maybe maybe shawfley as well um but i could see both of them as serious contenders for this for this uh this week here yeah, I'm uh, I'm out on Xander. Sorry, Mark. I just don't I don't trust him to win golf tournaments uh, really at all. Uh, especially after what I've seen the last time, last couple times he's been in contention. Uh, and you know, he he's he's Tony Finau with uh, a couple wins, uh, but none recently enough for me. Um, Cantley is like I said, I've already bet him. He's my guy from this group. I hope Rory contends because it's just more interesting and fun when he's in the mix, but. He's got to get off to a better start than 74, 75 on Thursday, or he's going to be playing uphill. And uh, I don't, it's not a good recipe for him to, to do that. Um, moving on, uh, 35 to, to 5,000, big group here. Um, Berger, Casey, Finau, Hovland, Reed, Webb, Cam Smith, Fitzpatrick, Sunjay are, are the group there. Um, I've, I've made one bet from this group. It is Paul Casey. Um, I will continue to um, take a chance on him as far as just someone that is really solid, Tita Green, super solid, has played well here in the past. Uh, he doesn't win um, ever, but he, especially on the PGA Tour, but he <laughs> did. I mean, let's, let's be honest. He's just. Uh, did you guys see the? Did you guys see the highlight of him, uh, or I guess the the video of him from the the match play? Mark, you were already shaking your head. Yeah, no, it, it was great. He, uh, <laughs> yeah, just, just the whole. Um, you know, I, I know, I know you have a lot of lot of fans over in the UK, so I don't want to. Um, you know, I, I certainly am not making a generalization, but it was just such a, I think one comment I read, and, and again, this is obviously not, not my view, but uh, somebody said it was the most European sounding chastisement, <laughs> if that's a word. Uh, it was just so fantastic. And, you know, it, it was fun to watch, but Casey plays well around Augusta National. Um, I think his game is just so steady. I think his win a couple years back at, uh, at Innisbrook when he won the, won the Valspar, it sort of got him reinvigorated and he's played some really good golf. Um, you know, he's, he's been playing a lot of good golf. So, you know, I, I, I like your, I like your Paul Casey play. I think I will, I will bet him for a top 10 again. I know he paid off well for us at the players, uh, that same top <laughs> 10 bet, but well, you're, you're just touting that because that was, that was your top 10 bet. Well, I think we all, I think we were all in agreement there. Uh, but sure. I, you know, I, I'll, I'll take credit for a, uh, for, for one that I get correct. You know, you know who I really like in this group, just, just past uh, plus 5,000 is a name that's forgotten. Jason day at plus 5,500 um, read an article uh, on Jason day. Of course it came from, from golf Australia, but uh, they talked about, how he's in the best shape. He, he's totally healthy. Um, you know, days proven in the past that he plays well around there. I think, I think great value at Jason day. Um, is he ever going to win it, you know, to be determined, but uh, certainly crazier things have happened. And I think, 
you know, obviously when Adam Scott wins in 13, the, the first Australian born player to get it done, I think Jason day, uh, you know, he's very, very quiet. Um, you know, so, so I think that might play well, uh, play into his favor. Uh, but I just don't think you can sleep on him. Great putter, great short game, obviously prerequisites of what, what you have to do at Augusta national, uh, sometimes not the best driver of the golf ball hits some loose shots, but, uh, but I think with his wedge play and putter, you can never count him out. And, and I think the odds are great. He hit the ball amazing at the players. Um, I don't think anyone actually ever saw these stats, but he gained 11 shots T to green at the players. He lost seven shots putting, uh, which is incredible for a guy that's, one of the, I mean, I think of him as one of the best putters in tour. Uh, if he has an average putting week, he is he is right there on Sunday. Uh, Johnny, um, from that group, the the, the thirty five to five or, or just over five, anyone there that sticks out that you think could make a run? It's guys like Sunjay, Pat Reed, Hovland. Well, I, I I think that Paul Casey bet is a good one. I think he is. Um, He's worth a top 10 bet at that, that plus 275 because he's got that good course history. And he, you know, he's, he seems to seem to play here well quite a bit. Um, I, I would probably even throw a little bit on a win bet. I mean, plus 3,500 got some real good value for that. But, it, you know, I could see him definitely finishing at worst in the top 10. So I'll be doing that win bet. Uh, I'll even throw a little bit on. Uh, the one guy, though, that I'm going to bet in, bet on from this group is um is pat reed um i think that's a little almost i don't want to say disrespectful but plus 3500 is for a former masters champion guy who's won this year um you know who excels with his short game um i think those are really really good odds for that at plus 3500 as well for a win um you know obviously with him being a former champion um, you know, he's, he, he plays the golf course. Well, um, you know, he's got the, got the good, good, uh, good vibes from it and everything. And, and, uh, even though they're going to have fans back there for a little bit, I mean, he, you know, he can, he can ignore those with the best of them there. So plus 3,500 for, a, for a former champion, not too long ago. And a guy who won at a tough golf course at Torrey Pines, uh, earlier this year, you know, I, I think, uh, got really good value at that plus 3,500, um, a lot of a lot of good players here, though. I mean, with Hovland, is he going to win? I don't know, but I mean, he could play. I'm sure he'll play this golf course really well. Webb Simpson always seems to be pretty successful. Cam Smith was the only player in the history of the Masters to shoot all four rounds in the '60s last year, so he's uh, he seems to be set up well for the golf course. Um, so you got some good uh, good picks here. Um, there's a lot of good value, I think, at these numbers at either win bets or top tens. Reed's always undervalued, always. And he could, he could be coming off a win, and still no one wants to bet him. It's, it's, it's amazing. Um, there's, there's just never much public money on that guy because no one likes him. People like to traditionally root or, you know, bet guys they, they like or they guys they want to see win. So Reed will never have any of that. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I mean, there's no reason why he couldn't get in the mix. Uh, Finau at that number, he seems to have cooled off over the, you know, he had a hot run in February. Um, he's cooled off, but he's at 35. 
Um, I'm sure he'd have a lot of people that would, you know, behind him want to see him get his, his first series. I guess it feels like his first win. I was going to say his first win, his second win, but first win in forever being the Masters. Um, um, looking down the board, uh, I, I do like the Jason Day pick, um, uh, and, and that's based on the numbers that I, I mentioned earlier. Um, I, cause I can't remember, I can't remember the last time I saw Jason day lose that many shots, uh, with the putter. So that's, that's an anomaly to me. And if he's hitting it good, um, then I think he can, he can, you know, normalize the putter. Um, it's a good number guy that I like though, guys is past winner here plus 6,000 hitting the ball outstanding. Um, as long as he can be a zero putter with Sergio Garcia, um, he hit it great at the match play, hit it great at the players. Um, you know, the putter is always going to be a thing, but, uh, he's lost, he's lost shots putting the last six tournaments in a row. <laughs> so it, me, being a zero putter is not, not necessarily an achievable thing for him, but he, he gained six shots at, at the WGC at the concession, eight shots at the players. I don't have the data on the match play, but we know he made it, I think, to the Elite Eight in that tournament. So Sergio, for me, at plus 6,000, carries a lot of value. Um, Mark, anyone um, in that range, 6,000, 7,000, 8,000, that you think it's worth mentioning here? Uh, yeah, I think, I think it'll be, I, I uh, also like your Sergio play a lot of guys in that range that, uh, I think could be into contention, obviously look just, just below Sergio plus 7,500, a guy like Louis Oosthuizen, um, you know, always is going to be there just, just based off of his driving, um, Adam Scott, I think you look and see what Corey Connors did last year. Uh, in, in the November version, I think Connor's at plus 8,000 is a good play. Um, you know, I, I've, I've heard Jason Kokrak a little bit, but but I don't think he's in the best form. Uh, missed the cut here in November, so I'm staying away from him. Guys, I really like, though, Phil. Let's go down just a little bit more, plus 10,000. Uh, Matthew Wolf, who is a little bit, uh, I, I dare say he's trending. Uh, but he, he looks like he's out of the uh, out of the the cellar. Uh, hit the ball well in in match play. Uh, won a match or two in, in group play. Um, and then also, how about Justin Rose? Justin Rose, I think, is an intriguing guy. Um, plus ten thousand first start since he pulled out of the API with with the back. But uh, you know, great great track record here. Um, you know, he's not getting any younger. Uh, so if he can stay healthy, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see that name pop up uh, at some point over the weekend. But uh, I think I think more than anything here, I'm going to I'm going to look at uh, I'm going to look at Ustazen, um just based off of based off of how steady he, he is. He still has never won on the, in the U.S., correct? What's that? Louis, Louis, Louis? He's never, yeah, he hasn't won a PJ Tour event, correct? That's correct. But but he's major champion. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, are we going to ride on that for? I mean, that was eleven years ago now, Mark. Well, <laughs> listen. <laughs> just, I, you know, I just want to how many how many guys have, how many guys have made double eagles <laughs> at Augusta National? I mean, yeah. that's got to count for something. 
I just wanted to give you shit. And about Justin Rose, um, I just wonder what um, what the attire is going to be if he's going to have any new Morgan Stanley hats uh, this week. Um, <laughs> uh, that's that's one guy I just cannot stand to watch either play golf, can't stand the commercials. Um, it's like the next Ricky Fowler with the commercials lately. Um, Johnny, I know you've bet Bubba. Talk about Bubba here. Yep. I, you know, when he played well at, uh, at the WGC match play, um, of course he's, uh, he's won before. So felt comfortable with play, play pretty good. And actually, I mean, he probably could have gone a little bit deeper if Brian Harmon wouldn't have uh, birdied eight in a row on him and, and beat him in that, uh, um, that, the, that match there on Saturday. Um, but he's won twice at the masters, you know, so he's, he and, and him, the fact that he played well a couple of weeks ago, I think that just that that kind of drew me to him there. Plus nine thousand. I mean, it's I think he's pretty accurately priced, but I mean, he's a guy who can come out of the woodworks and 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 win an event like this because you know he just he he loves the golf course and loves the Masters, and I I was worried that uh, if his if his numbers would drop, so I got him. I think around that plus 9,000. So it looks like it's pretty much stayed the same, but um, I do like him this week. Um, Sergio as well, uh, at least for a high finish. I mean, top 10 and plus 450. Um, that putter is so bad, but he wasn't exactly when he won years ago, he wasn't putting great coming into it. He was hitting the ball pretty good and then uh, had a real good week with the, with the putter. So yeah, he's definitely a guy who's on my radar there. Um, Louis Hazen always does play well in these big events. His name in, in most majors or significant events always jumps out at me and maybe not necessarily as a win, but a guy who's gonna just sneak his way up the leaderboard and just kind of hang around. Like you'll never see him on TV coverage, but he'll finish top 10 or top 15, you know, something like that. Um, so since we're looking at the plus 10,000s, um, guy I'm focused in on is, and I've picked him before, is our guy Max Homa. Um, plays tough golf courses well. He's never played Augusta. At least he's never played the Masters before, so he he doesn't have that 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 knowledge there. But uh, you know, he seemed to be really really good this year, and and even in past years, and playing these these tough golf courses. And at 100 to one here, uh, he's got some tremendous value. So. Um, I do like him this week as well. Um, one guy I wanted to ask you about is um, is your guy uh, Will Zalatoris. Hmm. You think he's he's worth a bet this week at uh, seventy five to one? Um, I mean, the, you know, I don't know. I mean, I I keep I bet him to win a lot, but he he hasn't done that. He he really hasn't been in contention for any of these tournaments. He. Uh, the numbers, you know, rate out really solidly for him. He's fifth in approach the last 24 rounds in the field. Only Morikawa, Spieth, JT, and Connors are better with the irons. Uh, the putter's a big question. And uh, is the, st- the stage is pretty big. I wouldn't – shockingly, I wouldn't bet him to win, but he, the guy racks up top 20s like it's nothing. So top 20 play would be pretty good on, on Zalatoris. I don't know what the number is there. Plus 500 for top 10. I love the Max Homa pick, though, Johnny. Um, I was going to mention him. Um, the numbers across the board for Homa are, are really, really good. Um, you know, he's he's 20th in putting, 
uh, the last 24 rounds in the field, eighth in approach, good driver of the ball. And um, what, what was impressive to me was not only obviously the win at the Genesis, but it was the, the next, um, I guess not, I guess the next two tournaments, he, he had a, a top 20 at uh, the WGC at the concession and then a, a top 10 at the API. Um, and he's normally a West Coast guy. So I think, I think we've talked about him a lot. He's, he's really seemed to be expanding his game and being, becoming more consistent. And uh, the, the only fault against picking him is a, it is his first Masters. And uh, so it's a big ask. Um, I initially saw Mark Leishman at plus 20, 125. I'm sorry, plus 150 to win. That really jumped off the board. Then I saw how bad he has been playing this last couple of cuts. So take a pass on Leishman as well. The, the guy, if I go down the board, guys, that I, that jumps out to me. And uh, Johnny will probably have another comment like, again, you're going to talk about him again, but it's Ryan Palmer at 175 to one. Um, he's been playing so good. Uh, and you know, is he probably going to win the Masters? No, but uh, I think there's there's a scenario where I could see it. He he's such a good driver. He's long enough. He's really improved with the putting, um, and uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of rooting for him lately, and uh, that doesn't happen that often for me. Where I the guy catches my eye, and at least this stage in his career, and I just you know kind of want to see something good happen for him. Uh, he hasn't won a solo tournament in quite a long time, so it's a big ask. Mark, uh, I know, I know, we we know you love the bombs. I know it, um, but this gets really dicey in the Masters field. Anything past one fifty to one, you get you start getting into the, you know, the the crazy names like I don't know a Fred Couples or VJ Singh. So uh, give me a couple names past the one fifty mark. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking at. Uh... I'm looking at an Ian Poulter. Uh, Poulter's in in good form. Played well at the uh, the match play. May advancing to the round of sixteen. I think his game. Uh, again, I, I think you're you're so true on on the Ryan Palmer take on. Could you see him winning the Masters? Probably not. But uh, I think Ian Poulter, based off of uh, you know he can get the putter rolling, and um, you know I look at Ian Poulter, uh, Dylan Fratelli who's playing, playing some good golf as of late, uh, obviously was, was in that co-lead here last year in, in November. Um, I like Kevin Na, uh, you know, Kevin Na's just quirky enough to, to, uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see him, uh, play well into the weekend. Again, not a guy that's going to win, but, but maybe a, a top 20 bet on, on a Kevin Na, uh, hey, hey Mark. plus 1000. Um, can I interrupt yeah. Mark? Um, can I get your take on the Kevin uh, DJ situation from, from the match play? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I think, I think there was a little bit, I don't want to say uh, bad blood, but you know, I think, I think not just, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with what he did. I mean, you know, fans are back, and I guess match play is such a rare format. I mean, we very rarely see it. Um, I, I, I guess I don't see how that happens. I mean, unless, unless um, you know, I, I think sometimes you can assume that a putt is is good. But, I mean, when you're playing for, for that much money under under that type of microscope, I would feel, if I'm Dustin Johnson, I would feel that 
Hey, if I, if I don't know, or if I, if there's any uh, indecision, you know, I'm probably just going to put the ball out. That being said, I don't even think Kevin not probably realized it until he just saw him grab it back. And he thought, you know, maybe there was an opening there. Um, but I did find it interesting that the tour official came out and said, Hey, you know, in that you can't just come to an agreement that the hole was halved. Right. So, uh, I, I mean, I don't, I don't have a super, super hot take. I, I don't think either player was wrong. Um, you know, and I think reading articles about it, I think Kevin not kind of comes out looking like, like the bad guy in this one. Um, but I, I didn't have a major problem with it. I mean, and obviously you can elaborate, but. Uh, I, 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 you probably didn't hear uh, Johnny and I's discussion about it, um, you know, after the match play, but I, I, I just, why, why does it take someone eight seconds to not give a six inch putt? If you and I were playing the match, Mark, and your ball, your, your birdie putt ended up six inches from the hole. I would, I, I would pretty confidently say I could give you that within two seconds if it's six inches away. Um, <laughs> we, we know Kevin Na does everything notoriously slow. Um, so giving, not giving the number one player in the world a six inch putt, I have, I have a problem with that. And then uh, I just, I just think he's, I just think he's an attention guy. Uh, um, and. Uh, I'm not saying that was a preconceived thing, but it just felt, um, I don't know, not orchestrated. I don't have a lack of a better term. I guess I'll use that, but I'm, I'm just not a big nah guy. And uh, Johnny's probably sitting over there thinking like, oh, we're, we're, we're talking about this still. I just, I, I wanted to get your take on it. Cause I, I, I just wanted to see what you thought. Um, anyone else besides the couple guys you mentioned for telly? Nah. Um, Kevin Kisner, 200 to one. That's, man, that's crazy. But Kisner's not going to win the Masters, right? Well, he, I mean, and not not to jump in here, Johnny, I don't know if that was addressed to me, but, man, if there's ever a year where he could, I mean, why why not this year? Local, uh, sort of a local kid going, growing up in Aiken, South Carolina, um, right over the border. So a lot of familiarity. I think I think with guys like Kisner, though, there's so much pressure. Um, you know, as, as much as we love it, just from, from a back, you know, imagine growing up around it and now being on the tour, I think there's a lot of pressure, but Hey, Kisner could handle it. Um, you know, I, and I, I don't want to say my, my lock of the week, but, but for my flyer this week, I'm going to take Mike Weir to make the cut at plus 200 book it. It's going to happen. Uh, I, I think he's he's finding some confidence out on the Champions Tour. Uh, so so if I have one off the wall flyer bet, take Mike Weir to make the cut and, and cash an easy ticket. Huh, Mike Weir to make the cut. All right, I you know what, I like that. It's it's it, it's definitely off off the radar. Um, Johnny, I love that bet. Okay, all right. Uh, there you go. Two guys, Mike Weir. Um, Johnny, who was, who, who's your posts or your, your 100 to one in longer shots that, that you like either win top 10, top 20. I don't know if I'm going to really bet many of these guys as win bets. I mean, if I do, it might be just a couple bucks here and there just because it's the masters and I'm going to overspend my, what I normally would on a golf tournament, um, for this week and, and this week only here. Um, but uh, Matthew Wolf, like Mark said, 
Um, I, I think he's going to turn the corner and he is too good. And if, you know, remember how good he played and almost won the, uh, the PJ championship um, in San Francisco uh, last fall. So he's not that far off. It's just a matter of him kind of getting the, get, getting the, the, the bugs worked out. And I mean, he, he'll be back at it there. Um, but uh, you know, there's, there's some, there, there's some good value in the top 10, top 20, um, you know, Dylan Fratelli, he played well the first, at least for first few days at uh, the match play. I could see that uh, carrying over there. Um, I don't know if I'll do it, but Phil Mickelson, not as a win or even as a top 10, but the golf course will be playing shorter. He's, he's really not playing good at all, but <laughs> You know, if he if you wanted something in the top 30, top 40 or even a make cut, if it's got some plus odds, you know, go go for it. Um, I mean, Matt Jones won a couple weeks ago, uh, a few weeks ago there, and and he's got some pretty, uh, pretty long odds. I, I, I could see him, you know, make it making the cut. But we're really I mean, we are really grabbing at straws here and it's going to be hard to find guys who don't. Um, uh, who don't play here very often or, or you know, somewhat first-timers, uh, you know, doing really, really well. So you just got to kind of maybe look who's been playing playing decent and, and, and playing in the top 20 and, you know, just where you get some some pretty good plus odds and, and, and hopefully you can find it there. But I'm not going to – I'm not going to offer any, any bombs beyond uh, um, a guy like Matt Wolf because I, I, don't, I don't see a winner out there. Um, Mark, who wins this tournament? Um, Bryson DeChambeau wins this tournament, uh, at, at, you know, I, I think, I don't know if he's actually said this or maybe he has in the past how his, he feels that par is 67. Um, so I'm going to say Bryson DeChambeau wins this golf tournament at, uh, 18 under par. Give me one guy, one of the top guys you're sure will not win. Dustin Johnson. Okay, Johnny, same question. Give me, give me your winner and give me one guy you're sure won't win. Uh, John Rahm wins this. Um, I think he, he's he'll he'll hold off a, a strong. Strong field here. Um, I, I, I see him, you know, being strong down the stretch, um, getting it done for his first major championship. And the guy who's not going to win is Justin Thomas. That, that was for me. That was personal. Um, <laughs> that was for you. <laughs> no, no, if I had to, no, I, I, um, I mean, Xander Shoffley, Brooks Kepka. There's, there's two who aren't going to win. Um, I, I, I think Patrick Cantley is going to win this tournament. I think he's going to get his first major. Um, one guy that I would pick to not win, um, Rory McIlroy won't win this Masters, and this will continue onward with his uh, masterless career, and we'll see what happens with him after that. Any final thoughts on Augusta or the Masters or anyone else before we wrap it? Johnny? Um, 
No, I mean, we're going to look at some matchups here. Um, first round lead bets uh, will get posted out, but I am really, really looking forward to this. We're going to have what looks to be really good weather. The golf course will be playing great. It's the traditional time of when the Masters is. Um, I mean, the only thing we're missing, obviously, is, is, is Tiger. But, you know, everybody seems to be uh, shaping up well up for it here. And, and uh, I'm going to be looking to make a lot of pre-tournament bets and a lot of, uh, a lot of live bets because um, I think there's a lot of guys that can end up winning this. And come, come Saturday night, once, uh, once the, the third round's over, there could be, uh, um, you know, a guy coming back or, you know, a guy who makes his move up the board and really important to see who starts out well and, and starts moving up and maybe live bet them during the event. All right, Mark, give me one final hot take. Um, best, best week of the sports year for me. Uh, bar none. I'm just looking forward to the, the coverage. I'm going to be locked into featured holes, featured groups. Um, uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just geeked up for it. I think, um, back in April, it's a sign that we are on the verge of another great golf season. And, uh, I just can't, can't wait to watch it. I mean, regardless, as long as, as long as Lee Westwood doesn't win, I'm happy. No, you know, I'd rather not finish any other way than anti Lee Westwood out. Um, uh, I'm glad you brought it up real quick. This is the most well-covered golf tournament of the year. Um, as far as the Masters app, we've talked about how incredible it is. It's um, so thorough. You can see every shot from every player within uh, a minute or two. Um, uh, so you got time at work Thursday or Friday. Anyone listening, you got to check out the app. It's amazing. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see it as well. I think it's going to be an incredible tournament, and I can't wait to see how all these storylines play out. Uh, gentlemen, thanks for joining me for the the Megapod. I appreciate it. Thanks, Phil. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Your best bets on Instagram, your best bet on Facebook. We'll get my picks, Johnny's picks, and Mark's picks out uh, by Wednesday morning. Um Follow us there. Follow us for any live bets that we might have during the week as well. Uh, Appreciate everyone listening. Continue to support the show. And we'll catch you next time.